Okay. Okay. Is everybody ready? Is everybody ready? Is everybody excited? Yeah. Can I get a one, two, three? TPP! No, that's no. not. Okay. One, two, three. TPP! I think there's too much blasting at my face, and I'm worried about it. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Trailer Park. <laughs> Trailer Park Podcast, episode 79. Daniel, welcome to the program. <laughs> Nathan, welcome, affirmative. <laughs> you are enjoying this, affirmative? <laughs> That's great. I think you may have noticed a change, and that change is great. Mm. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, yeah, we were just playing around with a new intro there. It's very sexual. It's very, uh, mm. it's very dark. It's, Representative. It's very edgy. You just heard the voice of Chelsea, my love. Welcome, Chelsea, to the podcast. Uh, we will say a big hello to Amanda coming back again with us here today. Hello. Uh, well, whoa. whoa. <laughs> well, it sounds like she's <laughs> held against her will. That was a stinky hello. Can we try that again? Hello. Oh, there we go. That's nicer. And um, misogynist everywhere. Uh, <laughs> the intern is once again with us again, and um, he may be a little less talkative tonight because he had an accident. What happened, intern? What happened? I uh, I fell down and hit my head. <coughs> That's correct. You Audio did. Audio from the actual event earlier this afternoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, uh, and we're all a little yeah. bit concerned for you. You haven't gone to the doctor. You might be concussed, so just stay with us. If you haven't spoken for a little while, just let us know you're still there by doing something, saying something that isn't a pre-recorded uh, version of yourself, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't tell. You have to do something different than that. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. That's great. That's great. So I don't know. Um, I'm just... This is um, just something I want to tell you guys is that when Sad Sack Studios first brought uh, tonight's lineup down and, and showed me the preliminaries of what we would be doing tonight, I, 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 my heart skipped a beat a little bit. Um, things got a little intense for me emotionally, and I came to the crushing realization that although, although that we, we may be viewed as hypocrites at this point by how much this is said, uh, I firmly believe that this lineup uh, could could mm-hmm. breach a new level of um, of greatness. This could be the greatest, most exceptional lineup that we've ever had ever on Trailer Park Podcast. Is there a word better than best? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's the uh, greatest, most exceptional. Well, these episodes are sequential, so technically each episode could be better than the last. You don't know at the time. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I Fabulous? Hmm. That's tremendous. Tremendous. Uh, super califragilistic. You fucking. Expialidocious. Oh, it's the best. Douche. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. <laughs> it's, 
It's the best. It's the best. Oh, I've, I've heard a little bit of it. It's great. It's the greatest ever. It's, it's the so good. The greatest ever. It's the best. It is. That is the promise moving forward that each and every episode will be better than the last by a significant Yet I mean, vague yeah. Yeah. margin. That's also a good this point to bring a- up here is that it is reflective of our mission statement and reflective of our work ethic. We don't sit down and just just accept mediocrity here at Trailer Park Podcast. We no, continue. We podcast standing up. Yeah. We try to excel. We we try you're you're standing up. Okay, Chelsea, stand up. Stand up. Yeah. That's why it's been so high energy lately. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just eating cheesecake. Standing up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get down to brass tacks here. Number 79, what do you got for me? Come on, bring all your research out, bring all your uh, your, your stuff that you've been gathering for tonight's episode and let me know. It's a prime number. Mm. Bam. <laughs> uh, 79, 79er. More than 78. <laughs> it's uh, 1,979 years after the death of Christ. Sorry? What? What? <laughs> you read that? Uh, it's the atomic number of gold. Hey, you got my gold. That's fun. Oh, oh. finally, an element that I recognize. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, what is this right here? Huh? What? Um, it says the number of bricks on the one dollar note pyramid. Back of the one dollar <gasps> bill, seventy nine bricks in that pyramid. Dun dun dun. Mm. Wow. So sexual. Wow. Yeah. Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys want to know what the meaning like the actual meaning of number 79 is, um, it is the perfection of the solidarity which will be reached in the total evolution of the universe. Mm. Yeah. Could not have said nothing Mm. better. Yeah. Yeah, it's also, I mean, when we look at 1979, what do we find out? What do we find out about the movies that came out that year? In turn, what do you got for me? Well, Sorry. I'll relate this back to TPP. We've got Kramer versus Kramer. Um, Alien, is that it? Those are the only... Doing a great... There's got to be something else here. Doing a great job. Are you you standing up? Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. Oh, the the sexual favorite Caligula. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just some of the... Just some of the many groundbreaking... I mean, Dawn of the Dead, for the horror fans out there. Amityville Horror. Big year. Big year. Big year. You know... The best one. You know, I've been trying to watch Caligula for like 20 years, maybe. Like I found out about it as a kid, and I was just immediately infatuated with what could possibly be in there for my barely hitting puberty brain, and uh, just have always not managed to watch it. But it's I've been there. watching Caligula every day for the last fourteen years. Wake up to it, <laughs> go to sleep to it. Yeah. All right, you assholes. Um, yeah. So you know the warriors, deer hunter, things of this nature. Sure, sure. But you know what's What's more important about 1979? Do you want to know what the most important thing about 1979 is? Okay, here we go. It's when you were born. It's the year I was born. That's, oh my that's fucking god! Would you, would you, you like are to know, ancient. Would you like to know what else it was? I no. don't. I don't know. I have. I it don't. was. It was proclaimed. It was proclaimed as the International Year of the Child. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what does that mean? Explains everything. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? Yeah, what does it mean? The proclamation was intended to draw attention to problems that affected children throughout the world, including malnutrition and lack of access to education. It was a unifying moment for all of mankind, and I was born in that year. 
So fertility rates dropped and they were concerned about the existence of the human race. They did. That batch that was born in 79 was so pathetic that most Westerners almost considered just not having more. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) There was a... There was a... Actually, no. Basically, we've got two years before TPP is Densky's. We can't have a 40-year-old man on this show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Leading the way. No. No, No, that's what we just all start calling him Daddy. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay, you know what else happened in 1979? I'll tell you. Margaret Thatcher became the first woman to be elected Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Mm, Smashing ceilings. Old Maggie. Actually, before I do that, I have to do this. I love true facts. (laughs) I love facts. (laughs) I I love true facts. You guys love facts. Fact me. I love facts. I only want true facts. I love fuckers. I love facts. You two fuck faces need to give me some fucking facts now. (laughs) In turn, give me some facts. Fuck me. <laughs> We're gonna fuck you all over your face. Blast with back. Now. A stream of consciousness. Yeah. So, Margaret Thatcher became the first woman to be elected Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, the Iran's supreme leader uh, declared the U.S. as the great Satan. <laughs> that was a great year. <laughs> Uh, rigging the Gulf of Mexico blows, spilling three million barrels of oil and one of the worst oil spills in history until later on. Gulf of Mexico also owned another big one, right? There always is always one popping off down there. Yeah, yeah. it's not and good. Then, and then International Year of the Child, but I blew my load too early. So mm. there you have it, folks. Why don't we get uh, sexual position, Daniel? Please. Oh God, I don't know. What a seven and a nine. It's like a chubby person, like, fuck someone with a gun. I don't know. <laughs> sorry? I not come prepared tonight. Mm. It's gun fucking. <laughs> I'm sorry. A chubby person fucks someone with a gun. Yeah, but, like, they're into it. Or Wait, into it like, in the way that they're the into it. Does the chubby person have the gun or the other person has the gun? Oh, uh, now and... you're talking minutia. <laughs> Sexual minutia. Uh, and is also, the gun doing the fucking, or is it just being held at gunpoint? Ooh, like, is it just being used to, like, force you to masturbate, or is the gun itself spastically penetrating? Yes. Or is the person using the gun sexually? And is it loaded? There's so many questions. No, it's, 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 this is good. A good sexual position inspires many questions. Is it, 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 does it involve vaginal penetration, or does it involve... Well, with a gun barrel, wild much go anywhere. So the gun is being used for the sexual. Most illness. definitely. And if you're way into it, if you're a hardcore gun fucking fetishist, you can't get off unless it's loaded. I thought you would just shoot someone and then fuck the hole. No, and like right before you come, you're like, uh, uh, turn the safety off. Turn the safety off. It's <laughs> dark. Mm, it is dark. Also a terrible place if it accidentally goes off. So you think that's a fatal shot? A thing, and you want a nice sort of gun, sexual gun scene. Uh, Devil's Rejects. Okay, <laughs> that's great. Thanks for the reference. So you're saying that they are using the gun. Movies. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead. They're they're gun. using the gun to facilitate the penetration, and it when it rises to climax, they yell out, "Turn the safety off." Yeah, because it's because if you're like just starting, you want to go with an uncocked unloaded gun eventually you load the gun but you keep the safety on and then eventually mm. when you're a pro can't get off unless that safety's off 
There is no reward without risk. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. Uh, it's so uh, wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Turn the safety off. <laughs> and sploosh. And scene. Gun ruined, basically. One time use. And scene. Okay. It's okay. They're so cheap in America. Mm. Um, yeah. I do. I, I don't know, guys. I think I see something coming down the fist pipe, the pneumatic tube. Is that what it's called? Are you ready? <laughs> I think intern came up with that one. Fist what pipe? fist tube us? Are you ready for the fist tube? <laughs> Here fist it comes. Pipe. Here it comes. Oh, my God. It's coming. All right. Got us. We're all excited. This is called Gone. A Game of Spin-offs. Recently we recently it was announced that HBO is developing not one, not two, not three, mm. but four different Game of Thrones spin-offs. That sounds like oversaturation. Ooh. Yeah. There's a different writer assigned to each project. And then when George R.R. R. Martin was asked about it, he said that he recently went to L.A. to discuss the spinoffs, and they they started with four and walked out with five. Oh, my gosh. Five spinoffs. It's the Game of Thrones cinematic universe. And doesn't that put him as an author in a weird position? Like, that the show has just slung shot way ahead of where the actual story in the books are at this point. You think he gives a flying rat's ass? No, he's just going to like take the money and just like hang out and just take the tw- you know the 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 bashing on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. But he can't even write another book now. There's no way. Cuz it would either be a novelization of right. what's already existing or it would have to differ from the show and people might not like what he writes over what the show is portrayed. So he's literally written himself into a corner. He's going to write something different. He'll write something different. None of these shows, none of these new shows will be spinning off from Game of Thrones in the traditional sense. Everyone, every one of the concepts under discussion is a prequel rather than a sequel. Oh, sorry. I just, I just beat you to it. Mm -hmm. Some may not even be set on Westeros. That's good because there's there's more. The uh, the other continent in that world is more like Mm -hmm. magic and weird shit. Yeah, and hopefully just the people involved are cool, and all five... Imagine if all five of them are cool. Mm. There's no universe in which that's possible. What? The Game of Thrones universe is possible. There'll be, like, a great one, and then one that people are like, oh, that's interesting, and Mm -hmm. then three that are too much. Yeah. I'm going to make a prediction that all five of them are going to rock the Casbah, and we're all going to love them equally. All of them. There's just so much... Imagine the fantasy name generators they have to just flip through <laughs> constantly. Every little like hotel barmaid has to have some fucking ridiculous name. It's Lisa, but with three Y's. I think I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time. Time for the Q&A. Let's go. Daniel, there are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. <laughs> so our headliner tonight is a superhero movie. And the what? Mar- <laughs> what? They're making those? What? 
So the Marvel versus DC cinematic universe battle has given birth to a clickbait controversy. Some say that there is a conspiracy taking place, a clickbait smear campaign attacking DC movies with bad publicity before they are released. The truth is that the authors of these articles are given, you know, they're giving bold and misleading headlines so that they can hit their content deadlines and hold no real stake in the Marvel versus DC debate. The unfortunate part is that all of these articles enter into the social media stratosphere and help to manipulate the social consciousness into choosing a, choosing a side. And tonight, we will choose sides in a roundtable discussion. Right into the problem. <laughs> in a roundtable discussion on Trailer Park Podcast, we tonight are going to choose sides. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you topic number one. As soon as Chelsea's finished intro? pouring that one. Oh. <clears throat> Get it, girl. Cat or dog? Dog. Dog. Cat. 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 This Carrot. Is the only podcast in the world in which those results would turn out the way they just did. Yeah. <laughs> Carrot or cucumber? Well, hmm. cucumber. Cucumber. Cucumbers scare cats on the internet, and that's kind of funny. Carrot. So, fuck you. You don't care. Cucumber. <laughs> uh, in turn, did you weigh in on the on the debate? Cucumber. I, I said cucumber. Okay. Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy? Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Wheel of Fortune. Jeopardy. Wheel of Fortune. Family Feud, actually. Well, but yeah. that wasn't an option. South yeah, what Park. The fuck? South Park or Family Guy? South Park. South Park. South Park. South Family Park. Guy. South Park. Fuck you, intern. You don't really be, believe that. Yeah. All right. It's so kind of apples and oranges. Yeah, it'd All be right. different if it. Well, I think a better question would be South Park versus American Dad. Oh, really? No. 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 Family Guy versus American Dad. Well, yeah. Well, but what I, goes against South, South Park? Park? Has no compare, there's no com- like, comparison for South Park. Family Guy versus Simpsons, probably. There you go. That's fine. But we all voted. I'm just going to do the quiz from here on. (laughs) (laughs) No thumbs or only thumbs? I thought you could say no fingers. Um, Only thumbs. (laughs) Imagine the tool dexterity. Picture that claw hand. If you have no thumbs, you might as well have no hands because you can't do shit. You can, like, grab a pencil and desperately try to, like, scoop <laughs> the side of a cup. You can't do shit with that claw. You can't Put do it away. with a, just a thumb you either. You have all thumbs. It's just a imagine the, like, twig. Imagine the pen tricks you could do with all thumbs. <laughs> Wait, there's not multiple thumbs. You just have one per hand, yeah? No, no, like one giant one? I was picturing five thumbs. I was picturing five thumbs. <laughs> oh, yeah, five thumbs. I mean, like you only have like a weird, like like your fingers are melted into your palm and you well, just yeah, have like no. a thumb sticking off a stump. Yeah, I imagined like you were either amputated all four of your fingers and just had a thumb or <laughs> lost your thumb and had all four of your fingers. Even then, having just a thumb is probably better. No. No way. No, it's not. No. It, is. it doesn't look nicer, but it's like more useful. Could you train one of your fingers to behave like a thumb? Yeah. No, you can't because your thumb has like rotation separate from the fact it can bend forward, backward, and sideways. Hmm. All well. thumbs. All thumbs. <laughs> All thumbs th- or two giant thumbs. <laughs> as big as like as, as thick as your arm. Um, free, free floating in space or stuck on the moon? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I Matt Damon? Uh, stuck on the moon. No, you're not Matt Damon. <laughs> well, then... Yeah, Might probably well. stuck on the moon. At least you could, like, dig a hole and die. <laughs> no, I want a free float. Yeah, but you can't do anything. Just shitting yourself out <laughs> to the universe. Well, I would just fly away from you. 
<laughs> Stick to you. Just yeah. cut cut your suit and do the Iron Man maneuver from the Martian to get away from him. You can get to see like cool shit. Or like a Futurama. Mm-hmm. Like you, if you float out there long enough, you eventually meet God. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, steal an elderly woman's purse or tell 10 orphans that, that Christmas is canceled. Mm. Mm. I feel like it'd be really easy to do both. How much money is in this woman's purse? Yeah. I don't know. You have to steal it to find out. Mm. God damn. Yeah, I got to go with the orphans. At least I know the number of, yeah, the number of orphans will be satisfying. Are they going to get Christmas anyway? Right. They're orphans. They've probably been abused, so they probably all already know that Christmas is full of shit anyway. And Grandma's purse might have like her medications. In. That's We're talking murder here versus like telling kids the truth. Mm-hmm. And yeah, with the kids, you could be like, Christmas is canceled, but I got a dick in a box. <laughs> the dick in the box is for the grandmother. Um, right. And she's got a Glock in her purse. Or, oh. or it was just you making a gift and you come back and you're like, now you have a dick in a purse and you hand it back to her. <laughs> And you're like, dig around for that change. Uh, it's so wet. Okay. I, the, my first initial thought actually with this was, man, by the 10th orphan, you'd be kind of good at it. Yeah, you'd, and you'd be reveling in it. You'd be you'd, comfortable with the uncomfortable, as someone once said. <laughs> we don't know who said that, but what's, someone said what's that. What's Christmas? Google it. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Edge of Tomorrow 2 or Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat. <laughs> I saw that. I actually saw that recently. Uh, <laughs> repeat, repeat. Gotta go with live, die, repeat, and repeat. Well, yeah, that's way better. That is the working title. So, yep. That's Except the that's Zoolander version. It's awkward though, isn't it? Because they didn't call the first movie "Live, Die, Repeat." They did after the fact and confused the shit out of everybody. So they better yeah. settle on one and only one this go around. Yeah. It's like the only movie in history where they where they tried to change the title when it went on video. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they actively tried to change the title. When it went on DVD, I was working at a video store when this went down. Oh, about Edge of Tomorrow. After its release on DVD, they tried to change the title to "Live, Die, Repeat." Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, that Tom Cruise movie. Yes, Yes. we're not working at a video store when that came out. Yes, I was (laughs) when it came out on DVD. (laughs) (laughs) You were not. You were not working at a video store. I was like, you were not still living in Canada when I forgot completely no, no, about no. that job. I mean, I about, no, no, because it was weird. It was like only at that specific job would that become an issue for me because I have to label it properly. Oh, God. And it eventually just became known as Edge of Tomorrow, colon, Live, Die, Repeat. That movie's terrible. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's a- Our bias against Groundhog Day themed movies. I am. Edge of Tomorrow is amazing, and I can't wait for Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat. All right. So, folks. Another development in the Marvel vs. DC battle that happened recently came from an interview with Diane Lane on Andy Cohen Live. She was asked by a caller whether she could give any spoilers about Justice League and if she could say if it will be better than the Avengers. Her answer was, no and no, sorry to disappoint. This spawned... (laughs) (laughs) Riveting shit. Yeah, this spawned a series of clickbait articles saying that Diane Lane thinks that Justice League is not as good as the Avengers, which forced her to release a statement clarifying that she's never seen the Avengers and was simply saying she was not able to give the requested information. Comments, when taken out of context, can be a real problem. Sad Sack Studios has provided us with some examples of this tonight. Oh, yeah, good. It's like, yeah, this is the the single problem with all of the internet (laughs) yes 
So SADSAC has provided some clips for us, and we must decide what the context is before they reveal what the actual context is. Everybody understand? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. And uh, there's kids around. Okay. And uh, there's kids around. And uh, there's kids around. Yeah, he's raping them with popsicles. So <laughs> is, is the intern avoiding somewhere because there are kids around? Is he talking about his dislike of children in movies? Is he talking about someone else and or a story involving other people that involves children? What is happening here? Uh, somebody else said, what's that delightful smell? And then he responded. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, let's find out. It's got to be disdain for a movie. Let's find out what it is. Yeah. Oh, I I would have uh, um, a marginal erection. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That lines up. So it turns out it was sexual. Yeah, it turns out it was borderline illegal. <laughs> marginal erection. What does that mean? <laughs> Depends on how old they are. All right. All right. So let's see the next clip here. What is this? I'm interested. I'm very interested in this. I'm interested. Oh. I'm very interested in this. He's definitely. I'm interested. I'm very interested statement. in this. Sorry, Daniel. What was that? I thought that would have been connected to the last statement. <laughs> He's interested in a marginal erection. No, no, there are lots of children around. I'm interested in this. I'm very interested in this. I already have a marginal erection. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 But it, full on. But it could be anything. It could be anything. It could be reading books, playing music, building Legos, ukulele related. He found a group of other people that hate Mad Max. Intern, what do you think? Uh, it sounds like silence. Hmm. Let's find out, shall we? Sexually assaulting children. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, there we go. Oh. Just right on the nose that time. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and after that statement, it would have been full of silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and all these things were admitted before the concussion. <laughs> uh, what's this one here? Um... Uh, this is uh, my kind of thing. This is my kind of thing. I'm going to go sexually assaulting children. Yeah, the children. There's so many children. Oh, God, how did I get so lucky? Mm. Priest being, rape. Being being alone, maybe? Um, bandwagon jumping? Oh, zing. Oh, zing. Uh, shall we find out what, it, what the real context is? Although yes. I would probably just go to the park and masturbate. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All about those kids. As yeah. we expected. Kind of thing, yeah. I want to point out that uh, the intern made a self-deprecating joke about uh, children and sex uh, on the previous Q&A before we did that segment. What? <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. Wow. <laughs> you did. <laughs> what did he say? I forget now, but we both looked at each other and laughed. Classic. Hence, it was hilarious. Very funny. Yep. Are we going to hear it? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to... I'd have to hit stop and go back and replay. <laughs> so no. So not unless you listen to the episode. Right. Yeah, you'll have it's to like listen to the episode. It's like an Easter egg. Yeah, it is like an Easter That's right. Every episode better than the one before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, more child sex. <laughs> and for our first trailer. Oh, yeah. Well, before what? we before we get into the trailers, we have to uh, we have to get everybody charged up. And yeah, with the kids, you could be like, Christmas is canceled, but I got a dick in a box. Oh, for fuck's sake. 
All right. It's a decent scream. It is really great. I love it. I actually, I get off on it. Marginally. Oh, I I would have uh, a a marginal erection. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. He does. I get a marginal erection. Yeah, he's got a marginal erection right now. Yeah. Marginal. That's when it's just like straight out. Marginal. You know what I mean? It's not pointing up or down. It's just boom. 90 degrees. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I I would have... uh, um, a marginal erection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's point. It's, it's suggesting forward progress, <laughs> which is what we're doing now. Our headliner tonight is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, here we go. You're a man. Yeah. I mean, does that look like one? Been my greatest love. Be careful, Diana. I do not deserve you. you never met a man before? I mean, what about your father? I had no father. I was brought to life by Zeus. Well, that's neat. Steve Travers, secretary. What is a secretary? I go where he tells me to go, and I do what he tells me to do. Yeah, well, where I'm from, that's called slavery. I really like her. Fantastic, oh, ladies, up for you. I do. I like her. Nathan, lead us off. Worried or excited? Well, I have. Um, I've been pretty jacked about Wonder Woman ever since it got 
this trailer released to Comic Con, and I don't know. Um, I I feel like there's so much DC hate out there, and there's so much hesitation with superhero movies now that it seems kind of strange for me to say that I'm excited because I feel like I'm ready to say fuck you to a lot of this superhero stuff. But for some reason, Wonder Woman, I don't know, there's something about where it's set. Um, it's set during World War One. It's got some nice uh, chemistry going on there between Chris Pine and Gal Gadot. Mm. Oh, that was, Pine. That, that was that was <laughs> that was the pine nut grunt right there. And I, th- I, th- I think I'm with you. I want to interject here. Would you say there might also be some excitement for this just because Wonder Woman is not completely overdone as all the other ones seem to be? We've had many Supermans, Batmans, Spidermans. I think we've had a Supergirl movie, I think, from the 80s. That sounds familiar. But have we had a Wonder Woman? No. Right? I mean, you'd have to go back. You'd have to go way back. And it would probably. I think we had in the 70s, I think we had a Wonder Woman movie, but that's it. Yeah. And it would probably be a TV series, would be the thing that stands out the most for most people that are that are old. Right. I'm not old. Mm. But those people that are old might reflect on that kind of thing and speak about a TV series. Right. People that were alive in the 70s. <clears throat> hmm. <coughs> Born in the 70s. Mm. Okay, all right. I'm going to let you take that. I'm going to let you have that one. I'm going to let you take that cheap shot at me. That's fine. Yeah, I don't know. Something about the the music, too, is like really kick-ass, and I I want this to be great. I really want to enjoy Wonder Woman, and I'm going to say I'm excited regardless of my hesitation that's been building about superhero movies. She had better be a lot physically dirtier than it seems like she is in the trailer. I also want her to get dirty. Like when she comes up from those trenches. Oh, I want she, it, yeah. Sorry. I want her to get I want her to be filthy. Sorry, go ahead. I get your <laughs> joke. It's hilarious. Oh my god. Just covered in mud. I go just ahead. Sorry. I mean personally after I spend like 2 hours curling my hair in the bathroom, my hair does not look the way Wonder Woman's does coming out of that fucking trench. She's like a magic Amazonian woman. Yeah. Is that why she's immaculate and shiny? She doesn't have have normal human hair. Like trench warfare is fucking grueling. Her hair was brought... She's like a demigod. Yeah. Yeah. Her hair was brought to life by Zeus. She doesn't fix it. It just is whatever she wants. (laughs) Or or she just snaps her fingers and then changes. Well, that Polaroid they keep showing us, she looks awesome. She looks like she just fucking... Yeah, she's like a she's like a perfectly shorn vaginal triangle of pubic hair. Oh my god, that's not what anybody was Where? talking about. Sorry, what sorry. what picture? Sorry. Was, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Is there what, something you want to share what, over the Skype? What picture were you looking at? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> she's hot. She's hot. Right? Is that what we're saying? She's uh, she's too clean, is what Chelsea said. She's very sexy. <laughs> I'm excited. Fuck you. Fuck you, Daniel. You can't see me, but I'm pointing at you. Fuck all of you. Can we get some more dirt on this woman excited? Please. Yeah, yeah she needs to be filthy. I agree, though. She is in trench warfare. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get some mud, please? Yeah, I mean, dirt doesn't just fall off of her. Hmm. No, but dirt doesn't attach itself to her because she's was created by Zeus. She's perfect. I think what happened here is that Chelsea's opened a much deeper conversation that deserves <laughs> one to five spin-off TPP episodes. <laughs> there's no children in this, though, so that's good. Intern? Oh, there's no children in this. That is good. 
filthy, muddy children. Means uh, I won't be marginally aroused. <laughs> It'll be a full-on arousal. Uh, Wonder Woman is... Uh, this is good, finally, to have not Batman and not Superman because they have had too much time in the limelight. And uh, I think it's good for DC to have all these uh, other what would be secondary characters, at least for what they portrayed in film, come to the forefront. And I'm, uh, I'm happy to see this. I'm excited, even though Gal needs, she needs some bigger boobs for this role. Super. Other than that, wow, good to go. Wow. Yeah, them titties be shit. <laughs> I can't they're, tell if you're joking the or not. drawn in the comics that I have. Just saying. Oh, this is about this is about authenticity to the comics. So you need to look up all of those Tumblr posts about how comic book artists have historically been able to draw tits and ass in the same frame. I, well, you're I privy to that. The ass so much. Well, it's also that her like her her costume. Like the top part, the top like pointy triangle parts need to barely be coming up past her nipples. Right. I think one of the biggest problems is uh, armor is on females and how it doesn't actually work. Fucking and it shouldn't. offensive. It's there it's to not even minimize fun. their offensive. importance and sexualize them. Which is why we should go back to spandex for costumes because it's believable. Nag, nag, nag. Did he say he was excited? She's listed as five ten and a quarter, but man, she looks like she's fucking six two or some shit. Yeah, she looks really big. Yeah, she looks badass though. Like she actually looks like she'll. Yeah, I'm down. Do Wonder Woman justice? I and just wish that. It's also Chris good to point Pine out too. Was Benedict Cumberbatch? Why? Why would you wish that? He's already Doctor Strange. He can't cross over. Yeah. It's important to note that Wonder Woman is listed on pretty much most of the like when, when you look up like the most powerful superheroes marvel or dc wonder woman is there she's got some crazy abilities yeah she's she's fucking strong yeah. amanda uh, eh. hit us with the truth whip it's gonna be <laughs> fine it's lasso it's her lasso of truth uh looks pretty cool actually um or whatever it's called uh, apparently the tit thing is a real is a real sticking point for gal because she actually asked uh, what's his face? One of the late night hosts about it. She's like, does it bother you that my tits are too small? Basically is what she said. Um, and he was like, him, yeah, no. it made him really uncomfortable, which I think I, I get, I get it that, you know, that in the comics, she had these, you know, unrealistic breasts that would make any normal person fall over. But I think she looks awesome. I like, uh, her. I'm not super jazzed to see it because I'm burnt out on, superhero movies in general but i do like that she is that it's you know just just a wonder woman movie and she hasn't had you know it's not been tainted by a bunch of other trash before it movie wise so i'll i'm excited no well then i'll join in too i'm also excited i think it's cool we should finally get a standalone wonder woman movie especially amidst the 30 or 40 other superhero movies currently existing and she's got a nice balance of like exotic hot and completely kick-ass and even though in this particular trailer they say it for the very very end i like her little theme song the danner nanner 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 yeah it was a poor rendition but yeah <laughs> um intern can you do a ukulele version of that theme song yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. can you can uh, you prepare possibly. it can you prepare it and record it and have it ready for uh, episode 80 please Thank you. Um, Moving on to... Maybe, uh, maybe when I do the archive update, it'll be ready by then. Oh, wow. That would be impressive. 35 episodes from now. That would be... Oh, 
Oh, I thought you meant this episode's oh, yeah, archive thought, update. Yeah, I thought yeah, we were about to be impressed with your uke skills, and yeah. now we're just nah, no, totally not. <laughs> yeah, totally just not. disappointment. That's all I bring. Well, yeah. let's make you feel comfortable. Come here, damn you! I want to touch you. <laughs> your name is Daniel, not intern. He says, "Come here, damn you." Oh, I thought he says Daniel. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking to Daniel. You're that's, hearing it. It's funny that you say that. My friend, when I was when I was in middle school, my friend used to get in trouble from the teacher all the time. My friend would say, "God, Daniel," and he always thought he was saying, "God damn it," and he'd get in trouble. Daniel sounds like damn it. Yeah. Lesson learned. Affirmative. <laughs> number two. Message is received. Trailer number two is uh, it stars a big Johnson mm. and, and a little um, Efron and a little F Efron, little Baywatch. Some more boobs in this. And some The Rock Cock. Oh my god. Baywatch, here we go. Our team is the elite of the elite. We're the heart and soul of this very beach. We protect when other people don't want to protect. And we go above and beyond. If you want me, you can have me. Some other time. We're staring into the abyss here. City Council's already cut our funding. It's up to us to restore the Baywatch brand. I'm Matt Brody. Ready for duty. Do you just uh, look at my boobs? I. You should look at my face. I'm trying, but it's so close to your boobs. Ha. <laughs> this is the guy you think is a good PR opportunity for us. Use some shafts! He's reckless. With two gold medals. How many gold medals do you have? Probably zero. We got a dead body on our beach. That's not our job. My gut says there's some bad shit going on over there, and my balls say we need to check it out. My balls say... It's just take it easy right here. Why do your balls sound like three-year-old girls? I don't know, man. That's just how they talk. But they're wise. Welcome to Baywatch. Oh. Why are you grabbing me so tight? Why does she always look like she's running in slow-mo? You see it too? the canals into the damn X Games. Yeah, that's because we were in lifeguard pursuit. There's no such thing as lifeguard pursuit. How do I explain this so that you people understand? You people? You people? Oh, you don't get to say that. You're just tan. Right on. Come on, brother. <laughs> Amanda, worried or excited? I'm really excited. I know that it's going to be really dumb and bad and and not good at all. And Antern will be like, it's a zero. But mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm really jacked to watch it. I like The Rock. I think him and Efron will have a really cute um, dynamic, or I'm hopeful. And, and I don't care. I don't care about it. It's, I'm going to watch it. Negative scale greatness. <laughs> Excited. Chelsea. This is... <laughs> Sorry, Nathan was pouring wine. <laughs> we we muted her microphone, and I was pouring wine <laughs> next to her mic. And oh, then, I see to add some adjusting the mic arm sounds to it. We gotta 
And Daniel said, Chelsea. And we were like, oh, oh, oh shit, <laughs> fuck. Um, this is actually the best trailer I've seen for this movie. Some of the other trailers are deeply troubling. But I'm going <laughs> to strike that from my memory. And I'm going to have fun with Baywatch. I think they are not taking themselves too seriously. They know right. what they are. And they're going to execute that ridiculous, over-the-top Baywatch brand nonsense. So I am excited, even though I think it's going to be bad. I just want something fun. I just want to have fun for once. Yeah, I think I'm on the same page with Chelsea. I kind of know it's going to be probably a little bit disappointing, but I want it to be fun. There's a chance for it to be fun. And there's something about this trailer and the other trailers, just the whole movie concept in general, that makes me think that this movie is going to be on TV a lot. Yes. Like constantly. It's going to be cheap to buy because the ratings are mediocre. It's going to play itself into like the zeitgeist so frequently that 10 years from now, people will fucking love the Baywatch movie. It's like how I've Stockholmed you with forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true, though. That's a real thing that happened. I know. <laughs> I literally went from like, ah, I don't know. I don't like that movie. To no, this, this scene. This scene. <laughs> uh, Nathan. Listen. I get the argument. I get the argument that it's time to have some fun. And I'm on board with that argument. However, I want to make a few points. Point number one. I want to make you uncomfortable. I think <laughs> I think that The Rock's not going to be happy until he's developed like 15 different franchises of which he is the head of. And he owns Hollywood. He's sequel Viagra. He's, he is, he's, he's risking oversaturation. He is risking oversaturation. That being said, I also want to point out that Central Intelligence, that trailer looked better than this. And it was terrible. And it was kind of meh. Like, you kind of walked out, like, not offended, but also kind of like, wow, I probably should not go to the theater the next time that The Rock does a comedy. So I'm going to say that I'm excited because I think that it'll it'll be fun. I think they're going to, it's going to be one of those movies where they, you know, the joke that you saw in the trailer is going to, like, go on for another 30 seconds too long. And they're going to, like, beat the shit out of every joke. But it also has, if it has a good response then it could end up being a franchise and normally in franchises do they get better as time goes on i think this one will yeah in the the fast and the furious universe (laughs) well i think that i've seen other clips of they're focusing on their rivalry and how they make zach efron do these trials where he carries refrigerators on his back or whatever and that shit i could not give any shits about i want to go past that into the where they're encroaching on the local police forces mm-hmm. investigation yeah. <laughs> well it's important it's important to, to note too that i i do develop an affinity with this movie just because like i, I look at um zach efron's chest and his abs and i kind of i kind of s- see some familiarity with myself in the <laughs> in the in the mirror in the morning so or after it's- i have a shower it's so, true, though. I have not been attracted to another man's abs as much as the, maybe since like Brad Pitt Fight Club days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, those are chiseled. Zach you Efron's, mean Edward Norton Fight Club days? Yes. Well, he's attractive in there, but Brad Pitt has literal rhombus-shaped <laughs> no, abs. She's making a joke that Brad Pitt is Edward Norton in the context oh, of the movie. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But the, yes. <laughs> the meta. Yes. Yeah, there you. <laughs> all right. So I'm gonna say I'm just gonna summate this and say that I'm VOD excited. I'm video on demand excited. I will not mm-hmm. go to the theater mm-hmm. to watch Baywatch, oh. but I will enjoy it when it arrives in my world. 
that's, excited. That's so cute. We're going you, to the theaters. Yeah, you oh. mean when it's on HBO <laughs> like twice a day. <laughs> Intern, end this, please. With a... Uh, how can you not be excited for some fun, Amanda? Why wouldn't I be on board with you? This sounds like an insane person pretending to be normal. Jeez. I mean, if I get a semi-erection for children, I get a full erection for adults. And uh, Zach and Dwayne are really making it hard. Can you use the word marginal when you do that? Yeah. Wow. Can you make other things that aren't technically gross sound disgusting? I don't know. I'm really looking forward to seeing some calves run. Mm. Mm. And uh, I'll give this an excited. It's rated R. Does that mean there's going to be nudity? Mm -hmm. Will I get to see a Johnson? No. Only tits. Will The Rock have like a Boogie Nights moment where he's standing in front of the mirror? If he does, then this is the greatest movie of all time. Right? He pulls it out. It has a long Samoan tattoo on it. Oh, God. In which case, the intern will get a negligible erection. Yeah. It will be erect, but inside of his body. Mm. An anti-erection. Yeah. An (laughs) inverted turgency. A borderline stiffy, an unclassifiable Mm. Johnson. He'll live tweet it when it happens. An internal erection, a rejection. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. An injection. (sighs) All right. Fulcrum time. Yay. Chelsea is leaving the room. Oh, Oh, no. This one's really good. She needs to see this one. No, she's leaving it intentionally. She's terrified. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She's terrified. I tried to get her to watch it earlier. The first few seconds of it. Yeah. You already know what this movie is? Yeah. Duh. Are you watching trailers behind my back? <laughs> I guessed what it would be, and I was right. Our whole thing is that we watch these watch and the respond to them live. We've already seen this trailer. You've already we seen We saw this it trailer. together. He doesn't remember anything. When we saw Raw. I can't hear you over the music. Do you remember seeing Raw? I remember seeing Raw. <laughs> Oh, he doesn't know the title. It well, comes at night. Yeah, it describes the intern in a playground. <laughs> <laughs> All it's, over. It's an Andrew Rich's biopic. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa. Andrew Rich's Colton. <laughs> whoa. It comes at night. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> the intern, colon. The Rich's story, colon. Oh, my God. It comes at night if there are enough children. This is the worst moment ever. <laughs> we affiliated your real name with all of this. <laughs> <laughs> it comes at night. Here we go. I just want to talk. And I want honest answers. Do you have any idea what's going on out there? trying to help you and your family. I want to thank you again for letting us stay here. Just going to run through a few things. When we go out during the day, 
We like to stick to groups just for safety. The red door. It's the only way in and out of the house. It stays closed and locked all the time. <laughs> I have the keys. It's the only set. <laughs> Most important thing. What's he see? It's okay. Just go inside. We never go out at night. The door was already open when you got there. Yeah. Then who opened it? I think they're sick. Put your mask on. Nobody's sick here. Can't trust anyone but family. You don't get it. How old are you, Travis? If you're lying to me, I will kill you. All right, Daniel. It comes at night. We're either excited. <clears throat> Interesting. I'm definitely intrigued. I mean, I saw the A24 stamp on there. Of course, it's the stamp of quality and for the most part approval. I like that you don't, that even though it's called It Comes at Night, they don't really reference anything coming at night until really toward the end. It's all very, very intense. I like, I think I like what I'm seeing. There's a little bit of goop in there. So I'm, I'm goop intrigued. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's inherently worrisome to me that I don't feel like I have more to say. But I'm definitely not worried, so I'm excited. Well, I'm going to step in here because there's some there's some horror movie um, basic elements going on, right? Like you've got the isolation in the woods. You've got the psychological breakdown suggesting that Edgerton and his family are crazy or going to become crazy. I'm not sure what the, the goop transference from the from the woman's mouth to the boy's mouth indicates that's right is it even real is this yeah. good is this movie going to turn out to be like bug where they're just all cooped up in this house and they all start sharing the same delusion and actually nothing is happening but they're all sharing the same nightmare and they think something's happening mm-hmm. and this is also a touted new filmmaker as well the teaser trailer says from you know acclaimed director of krisha and krisha <laughs> appears to be um, sort of like a festival style movie that won a shit ton of nomin- uh, shit ton of awards, and I'm not even surely sure what it's about. Um, but it's actually not even a horror movie; it's a comedy drama. So saying that he's the acclaimed director of this, like when a, with a horror movie, you're usually expecting the quote persuasion to be, "Oh, this other horror movie that was triumphant," you know. But it's not. It's just this new younger filmmaker guy who his name is Trey Edward Schultz. And he is the writer and the director of It Comes at Night. And other than um, elaborating on the synopsis, maybe for everybody else, because I'm I, I like the I like Joel Edgerton a lot. I like this Christopher Abbott guy who uh, you probably recognize him from Girls, but he's showing up in these movies that look like they're quality. There was another movie we did on a on a Lost Trailers episode where he was the main guy. It was called James Gray, I think. But no, it's just the the the, the content looks quality and. 
I'm I'm on board. I think it's going to be interesting, and it maybe may it might not be like the most epic horror movie ever, but it'll definitely have uh, significance. So I'm just going to read the synopsis, and then we'll pass it along. I'm excited. Secure within a desolate home, as an unnatural threat terrorizes the world, a man has established a tenuous domestic order with his wife and son, but this will soon be put to the test when a desperate young family arrives seeking refuge. So there's something going on in the world. What the fuck? Chelsea? I thought this movie was about night horrors, but it's about disease. It's like, a, what's that movie? Cabin Fever? Well, yeah, they mentioned being oh. sick and he's putting on that mask a lot. I'm really glad you mentioned that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that was a thought I had when I was watching the trailer was that this is sort of an odd, more, what's the word? More crafty. Elevated. Cabin fever. Elevated, yeah. Cabin fever, yeah. Because I actually did leave the room, but I sort of... Pe- you peeked in? I snuck back in uh-huh. and was like, the fuck is he putting on this mask? What is this movie? Because I... I'm not really afraid of disease, but I am intrigued by it. And I think that this movie looks good, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Much much to my dismay. You have to get context here because she sees the first few seconds of it with the guy walking up in the gas mask towards the guy tied to the tree with a bag over his head. And she's like, nope, fuck this. And she leaves the room. Yeah, I'm out. I poured myself some more wine. I was thinking about getting a snack. I peeked my head back in. And I was like, wait a second. What is this? It looks good. Now that you've mentioned it, though, I do kind of hope that because they do imply that there's actually something out there at night that's scary that you don't want to open the door for and i hope that's still a thing i hope it doesn't Mm -hmm. revert completely to just being a paranoid disease sharing movie maybe it's the sick people maybe it's like a twist on the zombie thing just people that are sick not necessarily zombies at nighttime they're like i gotta put my goop in you yeah goop goop nighttime creatures as long as they don't answer all of my questions, that's my biggest pet peeve with horror movies is when they try and like pander to the audience and answer every question and show them everything that they might be worried about because you can't really be afraid of something that you can see. So if they keep it vague, if they keep it in lo- along this vein of paranoid, disease-ridden, cabin fever nonsense, then I have to go excited. I don't think there's another option. Oh, unexpected. Amanda. You're telling me. Uh, I mean, Chelsea said it all. That's what I like about uh, horror movies, scary movies. I like to not really ever understand or ever know one because I think it makes it more believable because when you try to explain everything or show everything, then you're like, oh, that's dumb. And then it ruins it for you. But if you are left in mystery, you get to have that eerie feeling of like, ooh, that could happen to me. I'm so scared. Honey, hold me. <laughs> and uh, uh, but uh, this movie I'm, I am excited about. I've been excited about it since I first saw the trailer when we saw Raw. We did see Raw. Yeah, and we saw this trailer. <laughs> this exact trailer. Yes. Not this exact one. This exact. There one. was there was a teaser really? before this. Like you could have seen the teaser. I don't know. Yeah, because I I this I, re- I recognize this movie. I don't recognize this trailer. <sighs> anyway, um, I like the isolation. I like psychological elements of who's doing what, who's infected, who's sick, who isn't sick, and then the imminent threat of something coming into the house at night. Uh, I think it's going to be good, and I can't wait to see it in theater opening weekend. Excited. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can. We're you're, going. You're going to buy tickets for this? Yes. Double feature. All right. No. Baywatch, <laughs> and it comes at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's no children, but there is what appears to be an adolescent, Andrew Riches from Enderby BC. 
This looks like my house. Can you see Russia from it? Mm-hmm. Here's the uh, Google map of his home. All the trees. If you were to go like uh, in a helicopter straight up, you would uh, it would look just the same. Yeah. yeah, you can see. You can tell it's his house because of all the children's graves. What What comes at night for you? Well, I do. Oh, God. At a perfect ninety degrees. <laughs> Forward progress. Andrew, why have you created this character for yourself? Yeah. <laughs> It's true. You know what the problem is? He's just fully concussed right now, just like staring at the wall, seeing things move. (laughs) The problem with this movie is the runtime. The runtime's fine. You know, as with any horror movie, it looks like it's about an hour and 37 minutes too long. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Saying that, uh, it does look interesting, and and I am looking forward to watching it. I'll, I'll be excited. As far as I can get excited for horror movies. I didn't know it was three hours and seven minutes. <laughs> it's 97. No. 97 minutes. Oh, I get it. I get Ooh, it. He's arrived. Oh, I had like a Norton Pitt That's moment. That's like really your favorite runtime, babe. I know. Yeah. 97. That's like Connor McDavid. You should be, you should be ejaculating right now, intern. No, I think you should be ejaculating right now. Why? How do you know I'm not? Whoa. Right. Are you? <laughs> Boy, that gets... <laughs> Any more full of fluid. Right. Oh. Trailer number four tonight um, is a gem. It's a gem that I found, that I discovered. I want to say it was hard to discover it, but it wasn't. It's just a limited release of a movie that looks kind of interesting. It's called Wakefield. Right. This is a gem. This is a gem I wasn't expecting, but it's a gem that I came across anyway, even though I wasn't expecting it. It's called Wakefield. <laughs> Here we go. Suburban life. So much is the same. Week after week. Who hasn't had the impulse to put their life on hold for a moment? just vanished completely. My wife's first call would be to my office. No, he hasn't come in. No, he didn't say anything. Car's still there. The plot thickens.
Intern. Worried or excited? Well, it looks like somebody stole my story. Except you never had a family. I didn't see any children in there. Yeah. You mean you mean they somebody stole your plans? Your, uh, your future plans to, to remove yourself into your ultimate subconscious until you form a separate, complete identity that lives in in a faux attic. You know what's interesting about this is that right now I could be the perfect body double for the end of this movie, Brian Cranston. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me your hands don't look like that. Oh, I, I didn't. didn't uh, I didn't catch his hands with nope. the shoes on him. Ten thumbs. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was all thumbs they were long fingernails thumbnails pointy um i hope that this is uh this is good the last brian cranston one that i watched uh was was mediocre um but i think this is uh the type of role that that suits him as an actor i'm i'm interested to see what uh what he's gonna do with this it's an interesting story i'm interested and excited to watch the demise of this uh wakefield guy wakefield nathan I was pleasantly surprised by this trailer. I was hoping as I was watching it that it would go the distance. Like when he comes out and surprises the people. Hey! And they all drop their wine glasses in shock. I was like, no, keep going. And then he kept going. It was a joke. And it keeps going to the ultimate extreme. Which is what makes this interesting. Because if this movie was about a guy that left his family and hid in an attic and then came out and then reconnected with them, it might disappoint but it doesn't look like he does reconnect with them. And maybe he does when he's like a hobo with really long hair and really long fingernails and is kind of a scary psychopath. And that would be interesting. Uh, The whole thing seems interesting. I don't know. I'm excited. It looks unique and original. And anyone who says they're worried is someone who doesn't like unique and original things. Daniel? (laughs) Amanda? (laughs) I want to hear what you have to say. Chelsea? I can't tell if I'm interested or bored. Thank you. By the familiar articulated it perfectly. Yeah, that's, that's what I was waiting for. <coughs> Jesus Christ. It is a unique idea. You're right, Nathan. But it's a boring <laughs> idea. It's, it's going to be a fucking 140 minutes of just Cranston dialogue in an attic. A lot of flashbacks. A lot of... Um, I don't know how they're even going to convey the passage of time or how interesting... Uh, what's this girl's name? Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. Yeah. I don't know if she's interesting enough to carry the infatuation of an audience along with her. No, let's hope she's minimal because, yeah, she's awful. <laughs> you like Electra? What about, what about her and men and women and children? I've never seen she that was, movie. She was, no, it's the social media one where she's the obsessed mother that won't let her son use the internet or use any yeah you know i mean she like does the job with adam sandler men women and children yeah the <gasps> one where sandler oh, was the best he, part of the movie yes <laughs> shockingly shockingly yeah i don't know i think she's good as as this she's she's good as a wife from a distance that you're going to be separating yourself from you should be like yes fuck that bitch she's, right she's good at crying wife she's no. good at, like an uptight prude offended wife yes, yes like in juno <laughs> that's exactly what she played. That's what she is in life. She's that's why Ben actor. Affleck yeah. left her for the nanny. Right. Wow. Wow. I. I fuck hey, you, Jennifer. Garner. I don't mind like, her. This girl fucks. She. Oh my god. She's fine, but she doesn't. She's. She doesn't convey any depth when she acts. And if he's going to be watching her and his family the whole time. 
even if it's just inner monologue, the more I talk about it, the more I am convincing myself that I'm worried. So yeah, because it all hinges on be, because the like what they've portrayed here has the risk of being boring, even though the idea is interesting. It the end has to be big payoff. Mm-hmm. But like whatever the reason is for him, like separating and like watching his family deal with his absence, whatever is going on there has to be as interesting as it implies. Because if it's one of those where Cranston just wakes up and everything's back to normal and he's learned all these lessons from this big, long 40 year dream that he had or uh, that he's actually dead and there's like an American it's beauty a aspect. Exactly. Situation. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be like at the end he wakes up, he's all alone and his family is old and has beards in an attic. Then your mind is blown. So and then also IFC IFC films is extremely hit or miss. Their horror movies are real bad. So I don't give them a lot of credit in like the uh, intricate and clever department. Sometimes they're more pompous and full of hot air. So I I do not know where to fall on this. But I'm desperate for Cranston to have like a decent, interesting hit. So I'm going to say, come on, Brian. Excited. (laughs) Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, will it be great field or will it be weak field? Amanda. Weak field, but I'm going to fucking go out on a limb for my boy. For my boy. <laughs> I here. okay, so. Join me, Amanda. I'm joining you, Chelsea, because here's what I'm confused about. I'm confused about what is generally happening, because the if I'm to believe that this man, like, lives in his attic and watches his family for decades, I'm okay with that, except for the the actual practicality of it. Where is he going to the bathroom? Where is he buying food and water? Because people in the community are going to recognize him like, hey, aren't you that guy that went missing a few weeks ago? Jennifer Garner's been fucking crying for weeks. Like people are going to see you before you get old and scraggly and disgusting. And you have bodily functions that have to be addressed. And it's just nonsense. And it's going to be boring and depressing and then at the end, they'll probably try to tie it in, in one of two bows, either like the, oh, I made a mistake. I should have been there with them this whole time, which is disappointing. Or he's just driven into madness. And then it's like, well, what the fuck did I spend two hours watching? Yeah. Or worse, it's him. He's not separated from his family. He's actually living his life normally. But every night he like zones out and like depressed states and just imagines himself having a better life where he's by himself in an attic. Yeah, unshackled. Yeah, I know it taps into some real fantasies of yours. <laughs> what? Oh, love of my life. <laughs> Jesus, man. The guy's not filing an insurance claim. Jesus. <laughs> I'm worried. It looks like trash. <laughs> All right. Intern. <laughs> he started it. He started. <laughs> started it. If he, if he did have a heart on, it's marginal by now. Okay. Trailer number five is uh, on Netflix. Stars Brad Pitt. It's called War Machine. War Machine. Here we go. I'm just... Trying to work this thing out. President gave me a job to do. Damn it, Glenn. What did we tell you? No more troops. Don't ask for more troops. What do you do? You ask for 40,000. Hey, Dick. You're cutting out. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Something's wrong here. Andy! All right. Can you hear us now? I can hear you! 
Can't hear what you're saying. No, totally no. Okay. I'll talk to you later, Dick. We need to finish. I'm sorry. We need to... You're here to clean up the mess. This one is a bitch, right? Nothing about war is easy, Pat. I didn't come here to manage this war, and I sure as shit didn't come here to close it out. Come here to win. Mr. President, I... You need to behave like a leader. But I am behaving like a leader. I'm unavailable. <clears throat> this country won't fight at night. That country won't fight in the snow. We cannot help them and kill them at the same time. It just ain't humanly possible. You think that Americans call us motherfuckers all day? Uh, and it's considered in our culture a very bad thing to fuck your own mother. Uh, in hours too. Uh, in hours too. Gotta get me some traction. You need cut through. Exactly. You need to get me some goddamn cut through. This dinner's for Afghanistan, and you've got the gall to kick the only Afghan in the room off my goddamn table. Uh, boss, I'm pretty sure the Afghan ambassador here is from Afghanistan. General. Men are imperfect creatures. Left to their own devices, all they really want to do is play with their dicks and eat chicken. Men need to be led. Let me come with you. Okay, I'm coming with you. Wait up. I'm coming with you. What should I do? War Machine. Chelsea, worried or excited? I don't fucking know. <laughs> is Brad Pitt overacting in this movie? I can't tell. The answer is yeah, yes. Yeah. I was excited the first time I watched this trailer, but I don't know. I need more conversation. I need more conversation. It's, uh, I think maybe the problem for you is the same for me. It's like the half worked out old man voice that he's trying to use the whole time. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not on board for this. Yeah. I, this is my old man voice. Can you, can you hear it? Is this good enough for a full feature length film? What is that? And it's that's what he's trying to get away with. Even though the rest of the movie looks kind of funny, I am not being sold. So if you're looking for someone to say worried first, I'll go ahead and be that person. <laughs> Amanda. Yeah, I. Eh, it's making me laugh though, and he it, he is overacting and. But also kind of charming. But but being charming, he's being he's Brad Pitt. It's I a mean, tough he, one. He, yeah, he can't, it's it's hard for him to just be full on bad. He's overacting on purpose. Right. I mean, I hear you. It's like he's men not... who stare at goats meets Patton. Also, did I see Topher Grace in there? You did. Yeah, you did. I love him so much. That sort of tilts me. Yeah, he's to, also usually a clear sign that that movie is tanking. It's probably bad. Yeah. Come come to the great field side. I'm, I'll watch it. Join I'll, me. I'll Join laugh. me in, in, in the great field. It's uh, going to be totally fine for a Netflix movie. Excited. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And I'm going to come right out here. The other night when we were on the road trip, um, I'm flipping around on channels and... It lands on this old school, black and white, um, like silly show about the military. And it makes me think, how long has it been? How long has it been since they had a fun, silly war movie or show? Like, war has been so serious and so awful for so long. The Brink? Uh, Monuments, men. Men who stare at goats. Listen, 
you don't understand what I'm saying. There's Bags? silly, there's silly true story monuments men, and but it still takes the war part of it seriously. And um, the Three brink, kings? the brink was yes, the brink was on board, was on was on this level. What possibly. was that HBO show? That... That's, what we're, that's what we're talking about the brink. Oh, <clears throat> I've arrived. Um, but this looks like over the top, silly absurdism in the kind of way that those old black and white TV shows about war, you know, like silly incompetent silliness. But in this case, it's I don't know. I'm, it's I'm like it's like F troop. Yeah, I'm very amused by this, and I'm I'm excited for a little bit of levity in the whole war area. So levity and war excited. I I get that. I get you the the way that you leaned on that one. I will say that I am for top tier celebrities just hook it up with Netflix and just doing some sort of not in the norm of my average blockbuster movie movie that I most definitely support, especially since Netflix seems to just throw its money at whatever. I actually read Netflix that this is just buying stuff lately. So I, um, I do appreciate that. That's fun. That said, I'm still worried. I read that this movie is going to be the first movie that Netflix puts in a theater. Uh, yeah. Well, they have the star oh. power. So, and I think theaters have been just waiting for that to happen because they want Netflix to, involve themselves not cut them out do you think they tried with some of the adam sandler ones and the theaters were like no, <laughs> no, no it's, it's okay it. no well adam adam was probably like do you want me to do a press junket because if you do the answer is fuck no because i've got this sweet ass deal where this specific company pays me millions and millions of dollars and i never have to talk to anybody about it ever ever suck a dick hired all my friends okay i don't want to go last so i'm gonna go now <laughs> and if Brad Pitt hadn't done like any Coen Brothers movies at all, I would for sure be worried. But he overacted in that too, in Burn After Reading. And in Glorious Bastards. Oh, don't. Why you got to do me like that? Intern, go. She needs more time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell is that because you do or don't like, like Inglorious Bastards. Bastards. She hates um, Inglorious Bastards on the principle of its spelling. Why? Oh. In the title. <laughs> yeah, it should have been a U. Quentin Tarantino is so... Pompous and awful? Up his own ass? Oh, that he thinks he can misspell Inglorious and Bastards and that no one will notice. And you know what? A lot of people didn't notice. But he was driven to it. There was, another, to. There was another title. There was another movie that had the rights to the other name. Oh, isn't that convenient? So you forced to misspell it. Because he said in multiple press conferences that it was artistic preference. Yeah, that's a little post-artistic, mm. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Definitely oh, definitely not a gun to his head. Just didn't want to have a legal fight. <coughs> uh, who's going? Who's I don't know. Next? I oh, Fuck. I don't What's know. Uh, intern, go. Uh, so this is brought to us by the guy that directed Rover. Or the Rover and <laughs> Nathan loves Animal Kingdom. Oh, excellent movie. Animal Kingdom I didn't is like Animal Kingdom. A lot of people did. And I really hated the Rover movie. <laughs> hated? That's a strong word. Hate is strong. Neither of those it, movies were comedies. Um The Rover Has he done any is comedies? Pretty much a hate crime. <laughs> wow. On uh, how wow. much I enjoyed that. Uh wow. one of the other things that's um a major flaw in this is that the fifteenth credit is the first time you see a female in this film, you which means 14 fucking, other people get paid you fucking way more. You're an asshole. For nothing. It's like you're yeah. trying to manipulate the outcome of other people's worries and excited. And they're probably it's just working. there to be like, 
wives that are crying and calling their husbands. No, I think that there's only the one person, and she was like the news lady at the press junket mm. that we they saw the clip in there. constantly. Um. <laughs> anyhow, I'll watch this for sure, but I'm worried. Yeah, I I, uh, I think she the girl at the press junket should have had bigger boobs. Uh, yep. He's such a feminist. There should have been multiple. <laughs> He said, yeah. yeah. He starts off the show by saying Wonder Woman's boobs aren't big enough, and then he ends with the Bechtel test. Go fuck yourself. Andrew, you were saying that ironically, <laughs> right? Right. What? He's saying more women should be in movies, but that all of them should have huge tits. <laughs> That's not oh, true. God. Just people that have been drawn a certain way for, you know, 50 years. Yeah, by misogynist assholes. No, I know. I know. It doesn't matter what size they are as long as we just see them. Oh, my God. Kim, are we... Chelsea, did you pick? I'm worried. Okay. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so funny. My name's Daniel. <laughs> is, is everything okay over there? It's endless. I'm just tired of him. Ah, ah, ye faithful of Trailer Park Podcast. Welcome, welcome to the round table and the burden list and the intern archive update where we continue our journey with you. It's the second half of the show. It's the second, it's more yeah. It's than you, so yeah. just deal with it. Basically. Burden list, what is it? What is it really? Uh, it's where you guys torture each other by giving each other shitty movies to watch every now and then. That's not you true. You sprinkle in some goodness. That's not true. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. No, the truth is it's a list of items that, um, well, a list of, of movies that are given to each Nathan and Daniel. And uh, they have to be appreciated by a gentleman in order to get removed from the list. Uh, right now, what do we got? We got uh, Daniel's burden list is, uh, what, Brothers starring Napo and Jake Gyllenhaal. Why is this being avoided? He owns it. Little Children, uh, great movie. Um, the Intern's one of Intern's favorites. It's about pedophilia. For a whole different set of reasons, yeah. yeah. Reservation mm-hmm. Road, a lot of tragic drama. I don't know why he would avoid that. Midnight Special, you got your sci-fi. It's probably what he watched tonight. And The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes, starring Kurt Russell from the 70s. Mm. Uh, my Burden List has uh, garbage, uh, garbage, more garbage, uh, some more garbage, and Session 9. Okay. <laughs> That's so we know what you want. Can we go through that garbage? Let's see. There's Poultry Geist. The Shining... The long version. Four and a mm-hmm. half hour shining. It's not shining Tony after that much uh, Theodore Rex. Theodore Rex. That's the ticket. And something I forgot. Kung Fu Hustle. Session nine. Mm. Oh, there you go. Oh, Kung Fu Hustle is fine. Whatever. That one's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I should I should have said garbage, garbage, Kung Fu Hustle, garbage in session nine. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> totally right. So, Whoopi Goldberg garbage. Uh, first, first things first, something goes up. We add things to the burden list first. Isn't that right, intern? That's correct. So let's add something. Okay. Daniel, do you have options for Nathan? Uh, Nathan, I do have some options for you. Uh, they're all horror-related options, and they're sort of a good, better, best ranking to them, I would say. And since I've failed in the past 
to hide some of these with other methods. I think the only way really is to just describe the plot from my own perspective. Wait, are you doing the other thing? What other thing? The thing. Yes, I'm doing the other thing, yeah. I thought you were going to just tell him about that first. We only do that part first. Well, just to let him know. I okay. pick I pick the thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's actually you're, you're going to pick two things because you're, you're, you're going to choose the next movie that goes up on the burden list. But I also have a bonus sort Option. of bargaining option for you oh, fuck all right i think you might like it we'll see yeah, sounds childish continue let's go through the options first option number one is a single parent girl coming of age story will she or won't she fall in line with her mother's family business or will she commit herself to a life of solidarity and drama it sounds Sound like horror movies being delivered as dramas Sounds like it's right up your alley. <laughs> uh, then, of course, we have another story of another young girl who makes a deal with an ethereal being and then has to repay that deal as an adult in a wicked and justifying act of revenge. I like revenge. Option number three, there's an outbreak. People are being infected one by one. Again, our main character is a woman. Does she make it out of the infection alive or is her body horribly mutated and altered? We'll only find out if, if Nathan chooses option number three. Hmm. <clears throat> Girl power, Wonder Woman episode. Mm-hmm. What's the bargain? We'll get to it. It's <laughs> oh, two separate things. Yeah. So what? I have to pick one now? Yeah. Number two. Number two. You'll be watching Let Us Pray. Thank God. I, that's, I think that's like it's 12th time. You've been trying that to I've get been him trying to get, to get him to get that time. one. Yeah, yeah, and I kept using the wrong method. Let us pray, starring one of my favorites, Pollyanna McIntosh. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, <laughs> the, the woman. Oh, okay. All right, now Nathan, there's a part of the horror genre that I want to introduce you to, or at least expose you to it, sort of like ripping off a Band-Aid, so that you're just aware of how far down we can actually go. And one of those movies is on your burden list currently. And I'm giving you the one-time option to replace that movie with another one, but you have to watch that movie for the next episode if you replace it. So if you would like to replace Poultrygeist with Class of Nukem High, a much more fun trauma movie, but still trauma, I'll let you swap it, but you have to watch Class of Nukem High for the next episode. Can I make a counteroffer? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I replace the Shining miniseries with Class of Nukem High? Wow. Yes. I accept this deal. Done deal. <laughs> wow. You wow. could not. You could, I think you may have been able to endure four hours of t- made-for-TV movie over Poultrygeist, but I, I understand the deal. I might have made that one, too. It's about, total, it's about total running time. Right. That's what it's about. Understood. Making that deal saves me like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where I thought it was going. But yeah, now there are two trauma movies on your list. (laughs) One of which you have to watch basically in the next 10 days. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Um, Okay. (laughs) Options the other way. Let's uh, let's hear them. Okay. Uh, Tonight, Daniel, it will be Rotten Reviews read in a snotty voice. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like literal snot? (laughs) No. No, like snotty, like the person is snotty. Like, mm. uh, 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 I have to get in character. Uh, so number one, 
What may have seemed like a deliriously different project on paper emerges on screen as a sullen, weirdly dated, anti-date flick, a film for no one with a message no one wants. (laughs) (laughs) Felt really good about that one. Number two. Animated by a largely morbid revulsion at human beings that has disguised itself in a thick lacquer of outlandishly beautiful cinematography. I don't trust that That one. sounds like Neon Demon. Or number three, the action is as schematic and artificial as a chess game, and the characters have as much identity as its pieces. Mm, all of them are pawns. Um, there's definitely trickery afoot, because I engage myself in that trickery. But one does sound the most attractive. I think I'm going to have to go with number one. Yes! Ooh, you've been fucked. Yes! Yeah, I no, so. he hasn't. <laughs> no, you haven't. No, you haven't. You haven't, actually. You think you will be fucked, but you haven't. Daniel, you've chosen Colossal. Colossal? What's... Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, Monster in South Korea. Yeah. Double feature with Baywatch. Oh, it could be, and Daniel, you will be not Daniel, we watched it. In the theater, and it's not what you think. It's nacho. It's good. It's all right. It's one hour and forty nine minutes of nacho. It's okay. What's just, nacho? Just breathe. I don't get it. Nacho, the guy that made Time Crimes. <gasps> oh. Oh. Like, okay. Just, just, just close the door on the whole Anna Hathaway thing for an hour and forty nine minutes. You'll be all right. It's, uh, it's surprising. It's unique. All right. I'm looking at you, Sudeikis. Pull me through. Or, or he will. Or, <gasps> you could, you could, you could not go with Colossal. And you could pick August Osage County. (laughs) (laughs) Or Osage August County as some... Yeah, however you want to say it. Osage August County, August Osage County, same thing. I don't know what would entertain me more, to be honest. Do you want run times, babe? Trust the nacho. It's it's a coin toss. We'll just keep it as it is. You made the right choice. Well done, snotty voice. Well done. Good job. Good job, boys. Um, Let's hear about what you watched. Nathan, did you watch Kung Fu Hustle? No, I did not. Okay, tell us about whatever you watched. I watched Theodore Rex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What are we dealing with? Uh, Well, this was a result of a trick that was played on me in an attempt to lure me towards Sister Act 2. There's a few things you need to know about Theodore Rex before I play you my three-minute audio clip that I've created. (laughs) Uh, the first thing you need to know is that Whoopi Goldberg wanted to leave the film during the production. <laughs> second thing you need second thing you need to know is that um, Theodore Rex has made it to the bottom 100 on IMDb. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's in the bottom 100. Just as there is a top 250, there is a bottom 100. And Theodore Rex is on it, and it deserves to be there. It's a movie that could only have been conjured from the cocaine-addled brains of 1980s uh, writers. The crew members left constantly during the production. Whoopi Goldberg once said that on her final day of shooting, 90, 99% of the crew was different from the first day. <laughs> um, Just homeless guys carrying boomsticks around. Yeah. It was intended for theatrical release, but the finished film was so bad that the studio decided to cut their losses and send it straight to video in the U.S., making it the most expensive straight-to-video film ever at the time of its release. <laughs> Goldberg made a verbal agreement to star in the film in 1993 when she tried to back out. Um, the producer sued her for $20 million. The suit was settled very quickly, and Goldberg agreed to star for $7 million, $2 million more than the original agreement. 
And what? Just give us a short plot synopsis of Theodore Rex. Uh, yes, uh, that's a good one. She made seven million dollars for it, though. Yeah, in like nineteen ninety three. Yeah, the whole time though, I was sitting there thinking. Well, every t- as I was watching the movie, I was watching her face because I knew that like this is the last place that she wanted to be, but she was being paid seven million dollars to do it. So I was like, "How much are you going to bring to this?" And I was actually pleasantly surprised at how much um, she was able to bring to it. She did an okay job considering the situation. But in an alternate futuristic society, a tough female police detective is paired with a talking dinosaur to find the killer of dinosaurs and other prehistoric animals, leading them to a mad scientist bent on creating a new Armageddon. And I really thought that the best way to share this experience with you guys was to show you what this movie is. Please enjoy the next three minutes. Once upon a time in the future. At midnight tomorrow, billionaire Elazar Kane will launch his new Eden missile to bring on another ice age. After mankind is extinct, Kane will reanimate the pairs of all Earth's animals he keeps frozen in his ark and create his vision of paradise. One hour ago, two workers escaped from the New Eden compound and are racing to tell the police about Kane's master plan. Got any clues? Uh, no suspects, no evidence, no clues, no nothing. Hmm. Unless you got something for me. No. I wish. Oh, Teddy. Huh? Ah, yes, sir. You have the case. <gasps> Undercover. No press, no fuss, just results by prime time tomorrow. Actually, it was a dinocide. A dinosaur is dead. Teddy Rex, meet Katie Coltrane. Hi. You two solved this case together. <laughs> whoa, 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 what, what? He's a dinosaur. Come on, Coltrane, he graduated from the academy just like you did. <sighs> It's a dinosaur. You're not a species, are you? It's a dinosaur. Come on. No need to take an attitude. I'll try to remember that. Hey, Teddy. Hey, Tina. How are you? I'm fine. You? I'm fine. Soft skin, I see. Uh, her name's Katie Coltrane. I, <gasps> I promise. My favorite part. I'm going after Kane. What? I'm going after Kane. Right. Right. My, 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 aren't we just a tad glando this evening? Come on! Ha! I'm not a glando, okay? <laughs> oh, I see you dancing out in the street under the stars and flinging your tail around like you're a free guy. Why do you keep your feelings all bottled up inside, huh? <laughs> Get into the truck, Teddy. They want us at headquarters. Yeah, all guns are. We're implanted with biochips. All right, there's a bell. I'm going to ring it. All right, ring the bell. Yeah. My paradise! It's my dream! Good luck, okay? Yeah, you too, partner. (laughs) I'm going after Kane. Uh. (laughs) Thank you! Wow. Wow. I mean, I wanted to kill myself just just a minute. 30 seconds into it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Come on. Try to get back. Uh, So, yeah, they call 
uh, human soft skins. All the cops have biochips implanted in them, but it really doesn't matter and has no um, uh, impact on the story whatsoever. All that strange noise you heard was in a prehistoric nightclub where there was a girl called Molly Rex that was dancing on the stage like she was Veronica Rabbit. Wait, was she like like a like a like a dinosaur in a thong, like a hot ass dinosaur? Well, she was meant to be, but I mean, it was animatronic dinosaur puppets, so it was very difficult to make them do anything except have their eyes blink and their bodies move back and forth in a very straight up and down fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a rough one minute or one hour and thirty minutes, and I'm glad it's over. But it's so fascinating when you know that the actor is literally in in pain the entire time that <laughs> that watching them. yeah no it aided my experience because knowing that information i was like analyzing her performance very critically and she was i mean despite how the audio clip sounds she's actually fairly engaged but i'm sure i would be seven able to get up hours worth yeah well seven million dollars would get me up for 1995 for sure she probably made more than that for this than she did for ghost you get me up right now mm-hmm. it's truth truth anyway i thought i would just share it with you and i found a fun little website called the four word film review (laughs) and i found a review of this movie that said almost rex rex whoopi's career there you go i don't get it almost rex whoopi's career oh rex it huh ruins it huh or you couldn't because it was like basically plateaued already or you you could (laughs) say whoopi a talking tyrannosaurus no okay this is a fun website. Yeah, it is fun. It's terrible. And it's gone. Oh, wow. Theodore Rex is over. I should have taken Sister Act 2, and I apologize. Oh. Yeah, Back in the Habit is really good. Oh. It's actually good. It would have been way better than this. <laughs> I was like, it can't be that bad. It'll be silly. It'll be fun. It'll be, yeah, genuinely in the top, in, in the bottom 100. Genuinely. genuinely. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't kick it right back to me. Uh, no, I, I'm in the s- same experience. Like I can't I can't burden back something that I know is is not worthy of it. It's just not ethical mm. remember nice that um, remember daniel did you and amanda watch midnight special did i didn't we? watch anything she didn't watch I anything took a nap yeah oh so did i she was asleep when i came home and offended that i oh that i <laughs> that i woke her up by simply walking in the door <laughs> as she should be <laughs> so she didn't watch anything i watched revolutionary road you mean res- Reservation Road? Yes, what? it was a, a there was a road involved movie. There was definitely a road. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix uh, looking probably as damn near human as I think he can get. Just a regular dad with a beard look. I don't know. To me, Joaquin Phoenix is a straight up alien. So it was shocking to see him trying to be like just a just a guy, just a dad whose son was murdered. And well, spoiler alert. Is it spoiling to describe what this movie is about? <laughs> I've never seen it. You kind of have to. It, so. I feel like you kind of have to spoil it a little bit. It's not really spoiling. Sounds the, boring. The, the conflict is on the fact that, um, what's his name? What's the, the Hulk's name? Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, Ruffalo is sort of like a deadbeat sort of dad, but he's got his son for the weekend or, or for the week, and he's driving home, and he looks down or at his phone for a second ends up accidentally hitting Joaquin Phoenix's son with his car and killing him instantly. And instead of stopping, he just takes off. So then the whole rest mm. of the movie is about, you know, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, literally, I don't think there's a single scene in this movie where someone isn't crying or about to cry. So it's, it's a very, 
between all these super intense and interesting conflict moments of the movie, it is just straight up crying, lots and lots of crying. How can we ever get beyond this? <laughs> Jennifer Connelly literally does nothing but cry in this movie. Well, to be fair, this is kind of like the equivalent of a trauma. Like Reservation Road is like so, so drama. Dramatic. It's so drama that it's it is, like it, it was, is super drama. No, I was yeah, no, I was mad about my burden list, and that's why Reservation Road is on your list because it is uh, yeah, it's thick drama. There was a point in time where I was like, no, I won't do that to him. And then when you did all that shit to me, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do that to him. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of crying, and I love Jennifer Connelly, so it was sad to see her do nothing but cry. <laughs> you should have watched Little Children. I'm just gonna say it. And then, but the but it gets interesting because while they're trying, the police are trying to search for who killed his son. Ruffalo is going through this whole back and forth battle of like, do I turn myself in or do I just keep being a coward and just keep trying to get away with it? And then I guess this is probably the big spoiler or at least the most interesting part of the movie. So if you want to turn off now, I'll yeah, give you five girl. seconds. But <laughs> it eventually ends up being Mark Ruffalo is a lawyer. Joaquin Phoenix comes to Mark Ruffalo to be his lawyer to hunt down the killer of his son because he's learned online through probably 13 different dramatic montages that the law will do nothing. The guy will get off easy and you have to take things into your own hands. And then it's about him being the lawyer while he's also the killer. And it goes back and forth and it sort of ends on a on a more intellectual sort of conclusion than than you're sort of expecting it's a the age old lesson of uh, revenge gets nothing when you come face to face with it. Do you actually want it after striving for it for so long? Blah, 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 blah. Either way, that said, a lot of crying. There are actually a lot of moments in this movie where you're like kind of gritting your teeth and like, oh, shit, what's going to happen here? That said, not probably going to watch it again for a while, but it's not bad. I just just so much crying. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing that I appreciated the most about Reservation Row was the was the tension. Like it yeah, created some tension, yeah. created some serious anxiety and some serious tension, and the actors are all heavyweights, so it's yeah. Yeah, and even though there's tons and tons of crying, they're all people that are good at doing tons of tons of crying. <laughs> yeah, no, Connolly's really good at that, and yeah, no, they're all heavyweights. It's uh, yeah, there's a lot of great tension and anxiety, but it's not like your Friday night feel good movie for sure. It's very. No, very... You want to watch two parents deal with falling out of love with each other because <laughs> their kid is dead? Yeah, there you go. It's very tragic and depressing. I didn't know how it would go over. I really viewed it as a punishment. So glad you enjoyed it. It's only an hour 40 though. Had it been 2.20, oh, there'd be a much different rant I'm going on right now. But an hour 40 it was sort of like, eh, there you go. In and out. Nice way to end the week. I love how you were like, I'm going to watch a movie in here. Is that going to bother you? And then you just didn't. Like, you bothered me to wake me up to say, yeah, I'm going to watch a movie in here. And then you didn't even do it. It was the tone of your response to that initial waking up that made me go, I'm not waking her up again. <laughs> tone. Very important. It was more like, yeah, you can watch a movie in here where I'm sleeping if you want. That's what it was more like. When you've been with someone for a long time, the tone means everything. <laughs> they, they could say I love you honey in a weird way and you'd be like something's wrong what, what the fuck was that something's <laughs> up something's up <laughs> you don't you're not you don't mean that you're just saying that to pander to me to get me to leave the room and I feel tension and anxiety like reservation road do whatever you want dear although yeah. that light is really bright and it's interrupting my sleep nothing's wrong um 
<laughs> uh, for, for, for me, it's very much like convenience or ease of access that, that, that makes me choose the movies. And so I was sort of going through. And I, but I did make a point to not go for the computer war tennis shoes because I was like, that's the one I want to watch. So that's what I, I'm not allowed to. I've got to get rid of one of the other ones. <laughs> Wonderful. Your burden looks really good, Daniel. Well, actually, I can't speak to a lot of it. So maybe. Like, I don't know. Midnight Special is good, and Lost Children is... I watched it a long time ago, but I remember not being offended, so... No, you're, you're right. You're burdenless as shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fact me or archive me. Can we just, can we just get an, aca- an acapella this time, or...? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, By boom. myself. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Update. It's the intern, everybody. <laughs> oh, you looking for that update? He's going to bring it to you. <laughs> We need to redo that one. Yeah, I think, I uh, think so too. all of them, maybe. Anyway, uh, we're on. Uh, Tighten your belts. It's the intern. Jesus. <laughs> 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 Everyone right run away. <clears throat> yeah, just do something serious that maybe you could get a good product instead of oh, just. Uh, like introducing like NPR style? <laughs> That's not what this section of uh, TPP is about, though. Everybody get prepared. It's uh, the intern. He has a long track record of uh, contrarian opinions. Uh, everybody welcome the intern. <laughs> so, yeah, that sounds good. I, you can clip that. Can you clip that? Uh, anyhow, uh, update uh, 44. So we're going back to uh, episode 44. It's with the math. Katorchi, Katorchi, as uh, I said. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Completely and, uh, Nathan gave me a bunch of shit. I used to do that, though. I used to say everything in Spanish, and it used to make everybody irritable. Oh, I uh, Speaking of Spanish, the first movie was a remake of a great Spanish film, The Secret in Their Eyes. And uh, it was remade into Secret in Their Eyes. Clever how they avoided the uh, title as being the, the same by removing the at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, those articles are extraneous. Those what? Articles. Are what? Articles are extraneous. <laughs> They're extraneous. Oh, Perfect. You say, I think I was saying extra anus. I don't, I don't know what you mean still. Lots that of anus. Article, as in, in grammar, and you don't need it. As in I'm sad I can only take one dick. I could take more if I had an extra anus. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, anyhow, that was the, the first one. The second one, we had uh, the Christmas movie the night before. Yeah. And then we had uh, the fulcrum was hashtag horror. Ugh. And then we had... Uh, my favorite uh, current events movie, The Danish Girl, oh, and uh, followed up with some uh, Aldonis Creed. Was I on this episode? What? Who was on this episode? This episode uh, who was on this boring. episode was uh, Daniel, Nathan, and myself. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And I'll make this really quick. This is an episode of uh, things that were being remade that shouldn't have been. Sounds, Yeah. You prefer the- uh, so the secret in their eyes, the Spanish movie is fantastic. One of the better movies I've I've seen. The Ever? French one, Ever. the original, or the remake? No, the original. Okay. Foreign one. They remade this and they changed a whole bunch of shit that made it way less um, 
appealing. impactful or even worth watching, really. It's a low plus one. There's a lot of crying. Daniel, you'd probably like the the amount of crying in this movie. Well, it depends what they're crying about. If it's because they're in like utter despair and there's no hope and uh, everything is crumbling around them, absolutely. Yeah. So anyhow, Nathan and Daniel, you were worried. Uh, I said I was excited because I like bland things. And you guys were saying it looked bland. So you guys both got a point. And I did not. Wow. Uh, next up, we had The Night Before, which is, you know, a Christmas comedy movie. Uh, so you guys were excited and I was worried. I was excited to bring JGL back into Chelsea's life. Yeah, you were really hoping this would turn the page. It didn't. Because he's yeah. her like a mannequin that's come to life? Uh, no, I think uh, Chelsea just has a, a certain hatred for him. Yeah. It's, and who well, doesn't? It's justified. Yes, well, thank you. I like him. You would. Uh, not as a person, but when he's acting. Well, that's an inherent issue that I struggle with. Yeah. yeah. He's fine. I just like imagine that when the scene is over, he just like turns off and they like lean him back on a little dolly, roll him into a corner until he's ready for the next scene. <laughs> I would prefer that. I would prefer that. Oh, this is uh, another low plus one. Mm. There was a couple funny scenes, uh, which means that we're all tied at one point now. Because I was the only one that was worried. Um, next up, we had hashtag horror. You guys talked about this. It was burdened. It was such a great trailer. I, I remember I think it was trailer. a good idea. I really enjoy the original. <laughs> Sorry? What's the original? You said this was a lineup about remaking things. Well, there it bookended. Yeah. You was, bookended this just, one with just, remakes. You're an yeah. asshole. Just Shut up. A, just being How a did dick. we all fall on hashtag horror? Right? Cause I, uh, Nathan was excited. Uh, Daniel, you were worried, and I was worried. And uh, I didn't really like it that much. There's uh, the no idea was was right. No and, one liked uh, it. it. It wasn't that good. No, it was way it was, up its own ass. It All those really bad. bizarro bad. girls bullying each other and then loving each other. It was very weird. Bad. Yeah, I gave it a minus one. Um, and Daniel and I got points for being worried. Uh, next up was the Danish girl. I don't want to hear anything. This was the best movie in this episode. It's a plus two. Um, Nathan was saying nobody gives a fuck about Redmayne and, uh, he won't get nominated or win an Academy Award for this. He got nominated. And he didn't win. Uh, Vic Ander won for this. He didn't win. He didn't win. It's true. But the movie was showered don't, with accolade. Don't gloss over that It was part. good. It was a, a good performance by him. Uh, I enjoyed both of their performances. I'd suggest anyone watch this movie, and then you can tell me how you don't like it. But I liked it enough to uh, give myself uh, some points. Whereas I think Nathan's, uh, yeah, this is, uh, nobody gives a fuck about this worried. It mm-hmm. looks terrible. Um, but got lots of accolades. So mm-hmm. anyhow forgettable no one cares moving forward ever no one will bring up the danish girl ever again oh i'm gonna try to bring it up transphobe yeah it landed in the 70 percentile of rotten tomatoes it's gone it's already gone yeah you can't help it it's over that's the thing i probably agree with you right now (laughs) last up we had creed which is a remake of rocky one uh they remade rocky one basically i didn't mind watching this uh nathan I came over to your house after you watched this and you'd like ripped it apart so bad and uh, and brought me to the light of uh, how you just really should watch Rocky 1 and not any other Rocky movie. 
Uh, and because they're all the exact same thing. Well, and it pissed me off too because Sylvester Stallone tweeted out a picture of him when he was writing Creed where he like had this like picture of his desk and, you know, Creed on his desk and, you know, a cup of coffee or a cigar or something and blah, like it was all artistic, like I'm writing this movie. Yeah, you brought up you brought up the same movie you wrote in the 70s and just... It's an old cassette player just plays Eye of the Tiger on repeat. <laughs> I think Daniel's comment was great, too, because you're like, why does Rocky look bigger and smarter after seven Rocky films? <laughs> right. Like, he's been punched in the face a lot, right? Like, he shouldn't be smarter. Yeah, his, his, like, English shouldn't be more... He'd gotten smarter. <laughs> more legible? Like, I don't, I don't get it. That's just, uh, uh, according to that, you after this concussion, you should be more articulate. Uh, right, yeah. Oh, I just uh, didn't anyhow, care. I didn't care. Amanda had some sassy always, Hold on. Just, Amanda had some sassy comment about Creed in there. Uh, I don't, I don't Was care it, what anybody thinks about Rocky because they can all go fuck themselves. Oh, because he wrote a... An Oscar winner in four days? Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone did that. I just want everybody to acknowledge it. I, I want that you that to happened. look up... You look know up. what else also won an Oscar? Is a Transformers movie. A couple of them. And Mad Max. It, was, it won Best... Amanda? Amanda, I want you but. to look up best actor for 1976 because they bring up the picture of everybody sitting in the audience and Sylvester Stallone looks crushed, just sad, just totally devastated by losing best actor. It's one of the best. It's one of the best like multi-frame loser uh, Oscar moments. <clears throat> it's great. You should check it out. I don't care. <laughs> Rocky is one of it's my of favorite it. movies of my whole life. Oh, yeah, she loves Rocky, and the franchise is the fulcrum of her and her father's relationship. Yeah, it like it is me and my dad's relationship. So I just need everybody I'm, to. I'm not even. I'm not even joking. Though. I'm not saying it to be a dick. It's actually like the best. Like he looks so tragically just impacted. But that was a great night for him. Like he won. Rocky won Best Picture. He won Best uh, Oz, the Oscar for screenplay. He got to get surprised by Muhammad Ali on stage during that Oscar ceremony and he was just he was just giggly and googly eyed for most Cloud of it. Nine until he yeah. lost until he lost Pasadar <laughs> and then he looked like he was about to cry. Like he, like he didn't get screenplay. Genuinely. What? Network got original screenplay and all the president's men got adapted screenplay. But Rocky did win Best Picture. Rocky got Best Picture. Okay. Well whatever. He got to go up on stage and take the big prize. That's fair enough. Yeah, that's like the one. Yeah, yeah. No, and yeah. he was he was producer on it. Probably he was heavily involved in the. Yeah, but too sad, Sylvester. Yeah, no, it all came around in the end. I'm just saying, it is genuinely one of the best like sad Oscar moments. <laughs> you actually feel bad for him. Yeah. So anyhow, who won? Am I at sixty percent yet? Uh, no, no, no. You actually like, uh, went down a little bit here. So uh, you're at fifty eight percent. Nathan's at sixty two. Amanda's at sixty three. Chelsea's at sixty three. And I broke the sixty barrier. I'm at seventy now. So good job. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. This of is else has got to take over the update because it's yeah. gone off the rails. This is bullshit. It is. Gotta find a new intern. Let's talk some movies real quick. Did we bring up before in a previous episode that we watched Raw? <coughs> God, no. 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 Tell me. In the theater. Yes, I heard. I'm not being sarcastic. Right no. But if but if the intern needs to bow out now, we understand. He has places to be and things to do. Is that true, intern? Thanks for having me. Y'all have a lovely evening You're talking about and a, raw. A genius. Well, I, just, I don't want to hold you back. You got things to do. Yep. Until next time. 
Bye. Indeed. Bye, Andrew. Stay away from the stay away from the playgrounds. And stairs. On my way there right now. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, raw. Uh, raw. Yeah, not nearly as raw as I was hoping really? or expecting. Hmm. No, it was not. I mean, of course, they overhyped. Uh, I was expecting like mm. a goop-tacular goop fest. It was more like here's two really defined goop scenes. Right. That, that do make an impact on a person, I think. <laughs> what was our overall feel? We came, we, we came out middling, didn't we? No, I think I liked it quite a bit. You were disappointed in the lack of goop-tasticness, but <laughs> I think it was like a... It's that's a good, just not the movie we expected, but it's a good movie. It's also... Mm, trying to find the right word, because I don't want to say this in a... Like, to diminish from it, but more to direct the proper audience. I think it's a girls' horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, well, because it's a, it's a girls'... It's like a women's cannibal coming of age story. Yeah, it's <laughs> very much that. Is. And it's like that being tied to like the coming of age, sort of like breaking your college puberty, sort yeah. of like, and then that oh, being I mean, tied to wanting to eat flesh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's bizarre and it's foreign. So it's got sort of a esoteric oh, we, link between everything. We Sub- did love how well they shot like all the party scenes and stuff. We're like, fuck, man, the French know how to party their balls off oh yeah there was these yeah these people yeah these party scenes were like that was the weird sort of thing just like you know like in the movie panic room the best thing about that movie is it's weird credits at the beginning and then everything about the movie is otherwise forgettable it was sort of like a weird realization about raw was like in the midst of all this horror movie they somehow have managed to film a live action rave party better than anyone's ever done it yeah really yeah, like you feel when you're watching it. I'm like, oh my god, am I sweating? Yeah, am I sweating? Am I, do I want to take my shirt? Is off? someone touching my shoulders like, <laughs> right now? Like it feels you better feel in it. Better yeah. than Blade? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Better than Matrix Reloaded? Yeah, yeah. That was, that was just that one like cave orgy <laughs> bouncing up and down scene. No, this makes you feel like the claustrophobia, the heat. You feel like you're drunk and on drugs. Like it was very interesting how they did that particular aspect which is a weird compliment when you should be saying the horror was crazy no it was this one like technical skill yeah, yeah. Oh, this is strange hmm. interesting it's it, it's worth a watch though it's yeah, it's good i liked it hmm. watch anything else guardians 2 yeah oh, yeah we saw guardians we watched guardians 2 as well yeah what'd you guys think um Boo. disappointed oh wow <laughs> Yeah. Amanda was that way too. What? But like you, because I, I I thought it was better what than the are you first talking one. Talking about, I cried the whole way out of the. Well, yeah, theater. you got emotional about it. I like, loved it. I said I liked it better than the first one. What do you oh, listen you came to out, me at all? You thought it was better than the first one too. I thought you. <laughs> I thought that's where you stopped agreeing with me. No, I did because I was like, but it's a totally different movie, right? Like it's a, it's just a cute movie. It's not like a. I don't know. I, I, I just, I really, I, I got really emotional. <laughs> it was really emotional, and I didn't think it was necessarily as fun as the first right, one, but yeah. it seemed like like a way more nailed down story. Oh, I thought the plot was weak as hell. It may have been that we were fatigued and we were in the second movie of a back-to-back. We did or a you double guys, you guys feature. You guys went second movie for Guardians? Yeah. That's, well, that's, we went to, like, we were in Spokane, Washington, and we were like, it was the last night that we were going to be spending in the United States before we drove back across the border. And we just went to the AMC mega complex thing. Which and, was uh, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, super cool. All the recliners and everything. We we doubled up. We did Colossal and um, Guardians. 
Colossal first, and Colossal was very surprising and quite good. And Guardians was, yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just... It was bad. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was bad. Well, we were fatigued. I'm giving it leeway. I know. I was fatigued too, but I thought the story was weak as fuck. Like, the relationships had been established in the first one. And so that, in that regard, I was emotional, I guess, about the plot. But the rest of it, like the, what's his name? The dad? Ego? Ego? No, the actor. Kurt Russell? Oh, Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell can fuck himself. That was shitty. Oh, wow. I think he might be completely alone in that. He's being heralded as one of the best Marvel villains. <laughs> But yeah, no, I thought it was, I, I definitely thought it was more cohesive and enjoyable as a movie movie than definitely than the first one. First one I still consider more fun because it's sort of bombastic and all about flying around and neon and making jokes. But I, I thought have, this was, I, thought, I, I liked it a lot. I have problems with that. I, I, get, I get jacked up for sequels and then they disappoint me all the time. So yeah, yeah you have to go in with lower expectations. Yeah. Perhaps. If I went in with lower expectations at, if I didn't watch Colossal first, which is an actual excellent movie, and then went into Guardians of the Galaxy 2, in which I'm supposed to regard Kurt Russell as some sort of fucking mega superstar, I guess, maybe. Well, I don't share your opinion on Kurt Russell. And the whole ego thing is interesting to me because I had this... Ego is an excellent villain in the comics, mm-hmm. but yeah. the plot was confusing and convoluted. Well, I had a com- yeah, I I don't know. I I didn't feel like it was as put together as well as what's being suggested here. But um I had a comic book of Silver Surfer going against Ego um like back when I was a little little small child, long long time ago. In the early 80s. Like, yeah, way, way yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, way back. Way 30 years. <laughs> but I remember him, I remember Ego being a planet. And I was like, what the fuck is Kurt Russell yeah, doing? He's a planet. Being a guy. He's supposed to be a planet. Like, Ego's a planet. This is bullshit, right? <laughs> and I'm just waiting. And then eventually it came around and showed that he was a planet. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. At least, as long as he's a planet, that's fine. That's good. And uh, I don't know. I think. Uh, time will tell. We'll probably rewatch this when we're less fatigued and be less hard on it. But it was just, I don't know. Um, I have a habit of getting way too jacked up for things. So I'm just going to, I'm going to let it, I'm, I'm going to leave it alone and I'm going to come back to it at some point. There, there could be some of that. Like I didn't know what to expect going into the yeah. first one. So I was like, okay, this is it. And then I didn't really know what to expect going into this one either. And I was like, there it is. Well, <laughs> so. I've still never watched the first one start to finish because I always fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. So this one, I was like, we saw it early. We saw it at like, 12.30, like an early matinee, had our pizza. Mm. I was just in a good mood. Groot was super cute. And yeah. then I cried a lot. Kurt Russell's a god to me, literally. He, so yeah. Wow, well, they, they did some fun things, like the gold skin people with all their... Oh, they were great. Yeah, yeah they were they're, funny. They're pretty funny. I mean, I think we might have a different opinion when we see it later on uh, on. Yeah, wait like one year, one full even, year. <laughs> even though I knew the whole time that Baby Groot was like this cheap trick to it's make you think something trick. was cute, I still thought it was so fucking cute. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, truly, Chelsea, I think we had the wrong mindset going into it. But we'll we'll find out later on, I'm sure. One thing no. I do want to point out is that I think that the producers of Guardian of the Galaxy were like, you know, that they were, they were watching Furious 7, and they were like, you know what, guys, we got to make this about family. It's all about family. All about family. Because that fucking movie, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, is like, it's like, it's like a, I don't know, it's like a up against the ropes, getting attacked, like body blows with uppercuts, like family, 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 and then you get knocked out. 
<laughs> slobbering on my the canvas. Dad. Is he my dad? I don't know. He may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. I just broke down and started falling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, that was my real father, but my real father was this guy, and I'm going to choose who my father is, and family, family, family. And then the two sisters, like, Thanos is not our real father. Fuck father. We're family. The two of us are family. Family, family, family. <laughs> A lot of family yeah. overtones. Yeah. We choose who our family is. And then Drax is like saying something completely unintelligible and yeah sarcastic. he was the yeah. best part of that whole goddamn movie the, the creator of mantis is like got a bunch of clickbait articles out there right now that are like the uh, creator of mantis is upset at how his character was portrayed <laughs> drax just kept calling her ugly the whole time <laughs> yep drax is great mm-hmm. i don't know i like it all yeah what else did we watch that was it i think at the theater anyway yeah fair enough Fair enough. We can't talk about Colossal because it's now on the burden list. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be burdened. It was good, though. No, it was. it's good. It's really good. Shut up. What? It's fun. I offered him a way out. I offered him August. Osage, Osage County. August County. I offered it to him. County. August Osage. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Please, please go to www.trailerbarpodcast.com and visit the mothership, www.sadsackstudios.com. Check out Daniel at 100 Lunatics. Check out me at T-Park Podcast. Check out the intern at your local hole in the ground behind the 7-Eleven. School playground. Mm-hmm. At, T- at the intern TPP. Yeah, is there a place where they like specifically throw away urinals? That's where I imagine him living. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. Throw away urinals. Throw away urinal cakes. Mm. Dinner. Yeah. <laughs> So terrible. Uh, and he audits us. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, disturbing. Yeah, he controls the point percentages in our guessing game. Well, I could just delete his whole page right now. Do you want me to do that? <laughs> Fuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Peace be with you.